Good evening, Alexander. Which Alexander? Hamilton. I was going. I was thinking Graham Bell. So. Hmm. Well, we're not on the same page. I don't even know if we should continue this podcast. We're not good at mind melding. Did you know I've had a bowl of checks, a Chobani, some uh, pea snaps, snap pea snacks, those like, what are they called? Snap pea crisps or something like that? You're the one that buys them and eats them most frequently. I don't know what they're called. And some sour Skittles. And that's... The star turtle. It. And we're currently at... 6 30 p.m so that's exciting and you just poured me this giant glass of cider yeah i was gonna keep pouring until you noticed but you never really did (laughs) what was i supposed to say stop please don't give me more cider no i don't want it it doesn't sound like me no it was a little too high-pitched stop no cider for me. Oh. Oh. Alex. Oh, gosh, it went everywhere. Also, that was a painful one. That wasn't very crisp. We're recording on your, on your, on the mics, right? As far as I can tell. That is not, no. Mm-hmm. I'm not about that. Uh, Alex has his glass balanced on the couch arm, and it's scary. I don't got a table. That's true. You need like a tray. We could put a tray on the couch cushion. A book. No, a, a tray. Book. We got a tray. Book. My mom gave us a tray. No, You're I'm quoting not. Hocus Pocus. I yeah, got I'm you. Doing a bit I got it. 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 My mom Since gave us a tray. Still kind of spooky season. Yeah, it's November 1st. Happy November 1st. Did you say rabbit this morning? No. Who would I have said that to? My family. No, I'm not involved in your family's group text. They don't like me. That you're often involved in them. I was not this morning. No, not this morning. But we all did. We all... Well, my mom sent three rabbit bitmojis. That's cheating. And then I sent a rabbit gif. And then Ellen sent a rabbit gif. And my dad sent a rabbit gift. What's the point of all you all saying it's the first person to say it? No, we looked it up. It turns out we were wrong. What did Abby do? Oh, she drew rabbit ears on the dog she's getting. Allegedly. No, she is. It got spayed the other day. Uh... No, we we were always like, oh, it sucks. Like, if that's not the first thing or if you're not the first one. But I think we had the lore wrong or something and it was a little bit more lax than we thought we were like really competitive about it back in the day we we're like no i don't get any good luck oh, me, me. 2019 everyone gets a participation trophy now that's true it's true maybe they altered the rabbit rules just for you millennials yeah uh when i was growing up I'm born in February, and my sisters are both born in August, and sometimes I got a birthday present in August. <laughs> because I was From little, who? Like, my parents would sometimes give me, like, something very small, like a beanie baby. Well, because you're the baby. Yeah, because I was tiny, and they both had birthday parties, and their birthday parties were so much better because it was in the summer, and we could have them at our grandparents' house, and they would go tubing and swimming and stuff like that, where mine is like... Oh, Francis, um, so-and-so called. She can't come because the weather is too bad and her parents don't want to drive. And I'd be like, okay. Oh, uh, you know, half of the people can't come because of the weather. Okay. Because, like, I grew up and the roads weren't very plowed by my house. So people just wouldn't come. And what what did we do? We did a lot of freeze dance. I don't know what that is. It's like you play the music, you dance. Someone has control of the remote, usually a parent, or it was like Ellen or Abby. Um, everybody would be dancing to the songs, and she would push play, I mean pause, and you'd have to freeze in the middle of your dance. And if you move, then you're out. And then you'd dance, and then you'd dance some more, and then... 
No? Did you play freeze tag? Sure. I don't remember how that works. Very similar. Except better with dancing. No. Everything's better with dancing. No. That's scientifically proven. Funeral. What? Yeah. Some people have celebrations of life and not funerals. No, dancing at the actual funeral. Sure, why not? So it seems a little disrespectful. If anyone dances at my funeral, I'm not going to be upset. I'd be okay with it. The moral of the story is... I was lucky. I got Beanie Babies in August. Because I was the baby. And where are they now? You got rid of them. Because you don't care about them That's that much. That's not true. They're in the garage in nice boxes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they don't smell at all. No. Are they carpet boxes? No. They're Rubbermaid containers. Excuse you. I'm sure they still smell. Yeah, they probably do. They've been there for years. But at least they're not in a cardboard box. Anyway, how was your week this week? It's Friday, which is weird. We never do this on a Friday. So we're officially done with our hell weeks or not hell weeks, depending on your week. Um, It was fine. Our Halloween was uneventful. It was raining and nobody came to our door. I thought our Halloween was great. Nobody came to our door. I nobody didn't, cares. I, I don't like kids. Our landlord got kids. What? They didn't come to our house. They were next door to us. You said you turned the light on. Uh, I did. They didn't come. Maybe they thought it was all one house. Maybe. She did? Yep. Oh, how many? Like four. Oh, yeah, it was tarantula down boring. Dang. No, I don't like kids. I'm, I thought ours was great. We uh, had meatloaf and potatoes and hung out. You played some cod. It was nice. It was child-free, just like I like it. Child-free. The way to be. How was your week? Um, it was fine. I don't know. I don't have a lot to report about. Uh, I probably didn't feed myself enough during the week <laughs> i worked really hard i bought my coworker a latte today yeah it was good it was fine i'm glad it's friday i kept thinking it was friday i kept thinking wednesday was thursday because i was looking forward to halloween so much and so when halloween was a thursday it was kind of a letdown but today's actually friday tomorrow we get to go see the weepies with my parents so that'll be fun and see your friend wilson yep i don't know if he still listens to us that would really break my heart if he didn't he was so into it was well i think maybe he is i don't know i think that one episode threw him off which one was it the ejaculation one maybe that threw off a lot of people i'm so sorry I was talking about that with my friend. I was like... You just talk about ejaculate with your friend? The combing through the dirt and coming thing really grossed me out. And I think we made people upset. But someone just liked our Instagram photo, so there's still someone out there. And it wasn't me. I mean, I also did. But it wasn't me. Shaggy. He's in the live production of the little mermaid it was what sebastian or something yes actually yeah yeah um the girl who's live quote unquote no the one that's coming out probably at like macy's day yeah but like lion king was live even though it was still animation no 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 like real people well not a real crab no but he's gonna be the crab but as a crab, not a person. Person dressed as a crab. Yeah, like, like you know, Lion King the musical? It's people, they're dressed like animals. You're talking about a play. Well, but it's probably going to be like Macy's Day. Not a movie. No, no, no. Because they're remaking the, the Little Mermaid live action. Oh. I thought it was an actual person. I don't know. The girl who plays... Moana is the Little Mermaid. 
and some guy I don't know is Eric, and then Shaggy is the crab, and Queen Latifah is Ursula. I think it came up in my Instagram feed. Anyway, I digress. Do you want to get into it? You got anything else to say? Oh, what are you drinking? What you sipping on? Um, a beer from the brewery that I work at. That's cool. What are you drinking? Uh, it's called Crisp Pippin, I think. Something like that. It's by Kite and String, which is a local cidery. Um, it's delicious. <laughs> it's an interesting color. It's pretty amber. But it's good. I uh, treated myself to some, ooh, to some nice cider for Halloween yesterday. And uh, I didn't drink it all because I thought you would be drinking it with me and you didn't. So it's post-Halloween cider. Yeah. Okay, I go first, right? You say so. That's what I determined. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. And guess what's up next? This is episode 29. On June 13th, 1986, Joyce Munguia? Munguia? Sorry for Joyce and her family and anybody with that last name. I don't know how to spell it. I mean, pronounce it. I do know how to spell it. It's M-U-N-G-U-I-A. I think I did okay. Anyway. An 18-year-old mother was waiting at a bus stop in Austin, Texas, when a few men that she knew from her neighborhood called her over from the bus stop over to their like driveway area where they were standing. And the men that called her over, they were John Elliott, Ricky... Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Why does that sound familiar? He's a comedian. I can't picture his face. But I can almost picture his face. Anyway. Ricky Elizondo, Pete Ramirez, and Robert Hansen. So she went over to them. They were acquaintances of hers, I guess. And instead of going wherever she was going on the bus, they spent the night drinking beer and liquor. In particular, Everclear. And this is where I didn't know what verb this was. See, I'm a good person. I'm not saying you're a bad person if you know this verb, but I don't. It's what you're saying. Huh? It's it's what you're saying, though. What? That if you know what it is, you're a bad person. No, 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 no. I just... Cocaine. It comes in different forms, right? Sure. Does it? Crack. So, like, do you consume cocaine? Do you snort cocaine? Do you... What do you do... Depends what kind of form of cocaine you're talking about. Oh, well, it just said cocaine. Oh, wait, but later they said they found some under someone's nose. So snort. Snorted cocaine. Um, then she proceeded to have sex with Ricky Elizondo, but she was confused and upset and was crying and didn't want to be there anymore. She was completely gone in terms of substances in her body and she really wanted to go home so robert hansen agreed to take her home so he starts walking her back to her house and john elliott starts to follow the two of them and creeps up on them and then picks up joyce and carries her under a bridge and hansen is like don't do that like she's you know drunk or high or whatever and she's upset and so he's arguing with elliot and but at the same time he's he's like doesn't have enough balls or something to do something about it he's just arguing so when he gets her under the bridge elliot that is he um elizondo and ramirez all take turns raping her who went from not, don't do that, to sure, whatever? No, Hansen was not one of the one. Oh. I thought you said there's only one guy that came up. Uh, yeah. Well, he was following and then picked her up, and the other ones showed up afterwards. Sorry. 
So Elliot, Elizondo, and Ramirez all take turns gang raping her. And Hansen runs away from the scene to go get the police. But then he feels bad about leaving her. So he runs back. And um, she's kind of fighting them, saying that once they're done with her, she's going to run away and call the police and everything like that. And they don't want that, obviously. So Elliot starts to beat Joyce with a motorcycle chain. It's a casual thing you carry around with you. He was wearing it as a belt. And you tie that? Maybe he fastened a little buckle with it or something. And is it like a bicycle chain? I would imagine so. I'm picturing like a bicycle chain. I don't know. I've never looked at the inner workings of a motorcycle. Unless he just like a it's like a rope belt and you just tied a rope bow in the front of it or something. It's metal though. Maybe you can loop string through it. Mm. Like a bicycle chain, there's holes moving where it has to pivot. Right, right, right. Um, so he beats her uh, 16 times on the head and specifically 8 times on the face. And she dies. Understandably so. 8 times in the eight. 16 time. times on the head, specifically 8 times directly to the face. So, half. Right. Okay, I don't know if it was 16 plus 8. Um, it might have been. I, I, it said 16 times on the head and 8 times on the face. And maybe it's 24. Maybe it's 16. Either way, he's beating her with a metal chain. And she dies. Uh, the police... Come to Elliot's house around 1 a.m. on June 14th, 1986, because Hansen watched this happen and then went and got the police anyways. And they found blood all over his clothes, and the blood type on the clothes matched that of Joyce's. Also, there were shoe prints seen at the crime scene, (laughs) seen at the crime scene, and they matched the shoes that he was wearing that night. They also found a bunch of metal fragments in Joyce's head, and it matched the type of metal that was used as the murder weapon and the belt that he had. Um, Also, a rape kit was done post-mortem, and they found seminal fluids that matched Elliot, Ramirez, and Hansen's, who I said earlier... No, wait. Not Hansen's. What didn't they have sex with him? No, she had... Elliot Ramirez and Elizondo. Sorry. She had sex with Elizondo earlier. Uh, Bubba. So Joyce's autopsy report also said that she had four times the legal limit for her blood alcohol content. So like 0.3-ish. Is that nationwide? Probably. I've always... Is it a, I didn't know if it was state by state. Oh, speaking of uh, state by state... um. We were looking into sales tax. Do you know what the sales tax is in New York State? 9% about? No. Eight and three quarters? No. The New York State mandated state uh, sales tax is 4%. You have to have 4%. Mm-hmm. From there, you can go county by county. New York City and Tompkins County, among probably others, have 8%. Mm-hmm. But the New York State ta- sales tax is four. I mean, why wouldn't you charge more money? Well, it's stupid. Take it up with the governor. Yeah, well, it's not the governor. That's not the thing. That's the governor the- can be like, no, nope, we're doing this. No, it's no longer county by county. Oh, well, I don't know if that's true. Some things are like written in the Constitution that's like states and county. I don't know. Government, whatever. It's just dumb. Anyways. I thought that was really interesting, and I found that out today. Uh, four times legal limit of BAC, right? And also, they found cocaine under her nostrils and in her nostrils. That's how we knew she snorted it. Ricky and Ricky Elizondo and Robert Hansen. Um, they said that they were at the rape, but not part of the murder. And all of the men testified against Elliot, who was the one who actually had the belt. And they were like, yep, he's the only one who inflicted any actual violence on 
her actual violence. I mean, rape is violence. You know what I mean. Turns out that Elliot had a history of... Beating women. Being stupid. In 1982, he got into a bar brawl and killed someone. And he was given an eight-year sentence for this, which is like, what? Well, he probably probably didn't mean to kill the person. Oh, okay. I mean... Well, I mean, it's like if he threw one punch that killed the guy. Or like smacked him on the head with a glass bottle or something and it like hit the wrong spot, I guess. I don't know. But he only ended up serving four months for the sentence because the jail was overcrowded and they thought that he would be fine on supervision. But he already has a violent tendency. Um, the homicide detective involved in the case with Joyce said that, quote, he had no business being out in society again, at least not so soon. It's terribly frustrating to me. The poor girl probably would still be alive if he had been in prison where he should have been. How soon following? Four years. Ish. Even Depends then. Depends on no. when he was convicted in 1982. If he stayed in prison, he probably would have gotten out on parole by that point anyway. An eight-year sentence? He might not have been eligible for parole. Halfway through a sentence? I don't know. Um, additionally, he had other lesser charges for public intoxication, which I don't know what that means. What? what? Public intoxication. Yeah, but like, what? It, why? Because you're just like being belligerent? Yeah. Oh. Drinking in public. Oh, drinking in public? Public urination. Well, I know what that means. You urinate in front of people. Yeah, but that's all things that probably... But like, people probably... are drunk all the time in public. Probably belligerency. Hmm. Uh, disorderly conduct, attempted burglary, and possession of illegal weapons. Not possession of illegal substances? No. Um, as a, li- a little bit of background on... There's our heater in the background. Yes. We need to be warm. It is quite loud, and uh, you haven't edited an episode since we've been in this apartment. Since there's only been one. There's been two. Um, the heater is quite loud. Sorry, listeners. It is very prevalent in our audio. Um, but it's just the sound of us being warm and toasty, and it's cold outside. It's probably like in the 30s, and we need to be warm. Da-da-da-da. Oh, John Elliot also more commonly went by Jackie, just FYI. So if you're like Googling him on your own time, Jackie is pretty frequently used. A little background on him. He was born in Suffolk, England, not Suffolk County, Long Island. Or Massachusetts. Is there a Suffolk, Massachusetts? Probably a few Suffolks in New England. Probably. Um, he was born in 1960. He grew up on a military base. Um, and he had four siblings. So their family wasn't really well off because probably his mom stayed home and... There's five kids, and that's a lot. He's mixed race, so when they moved to Texas from England, they got harassed a lot for having uh, mixed race parents. Well, not mixed race parents. Well, yes. Well, one parent was black and one was white. So mixed race parents. Or, actually, I don't know what his mix was. I assume black and white, but now that's stupid, and I don't know why I assume that. Could have been anything. I'm sorry. I don't think I saw a picture of him. Um, they moved to Texas. He grew up there for the most part. And then Austin, Texas, went into this, like, boom, where it was, like, this bustling city and everybody was going there and et cetera, et cetera. He worked for a framer for buildings and was doing really well. He met a woman and had two children with her then the bust happened in austin the heyday kind of ended everything kind of fell through so he didn't have work anymore therefore he didn't really have money anymore and he kind of fell apart and then his marriage kind of fell apart he got into drugs and alcohol and she left him and then about sort of around that time this started to this happened um Joyce's family was closely involved in the case. They went to all the hearings that they could and were very involved in the media and things like that. Her sister Lillian said 
my sister's gone, but we're not, and what she can't fight for, we're going to fight for. So they were really, you know, fighting for justice to be served. Um, on Christmas Eve of that year, Jackie Elliott wrote her family a letter and said, he was, this was from jail. He said, I have a mother and I see the pain in her eyes when she comes to visit me. And I know how much more pain there must have been for you over the past years. And her family said that was stupid and there was nothing to it. And he was selfishly doing it to try to get sympathy from them and from media and things like that. He was doing it for show. And that he didn't really care. On July 30th, 1986, I guess I fast-forwarded. Well, he was in jail. (laughs) He got indicted on July 30th, 1986. He wrote that letter from jail on Christmas Eve. Um, So, yeah, I did that. Those bullets are in the wrong order. My apologies. Um, But to go through... I guess that one bullet's out of place. My bad. To go through his case, he pled not guilty. Obviously. I guess that's what you do. Um, Even though, you know, he had all these witnesses. Well, if you plead not guilty, you're able to then bargain. Yeah. Um, On January 12th, 1987, the jury determines that he is guilty of capital murder which was murder that followed aggravated sexual assault. So it was like big time murder. It's like that Nickelodeon band show. Big time rush or something, but it's big time murder. I've never seen it. I've heard that word, bef- that, that name before though. Um, it's what they'll all get into because they were child actors. So child actors are going to be murderers? They go down dark, dark paths. I don't know what paths they take, but dark ones. Maybe big time murder. Cole Sprouse? Was that the one in Riverdale? Yeah, I think so. I don't know what he's into. Maybe drugs. I don't know. Drugs are bad? Some of them. Not all of them. Cocaine. (laughs) Meth, not even once. There was a bullet. There was a bulletin board. There was a billboard outside of our city in Florida that we lived in, and it was about meth. It was meth, right? Yeah, and it had all these pictures, including like an alien. I don't even understand what the pictures were for. Pretty sure it was in Montana. No. Outside of Great Falls. No, it was outside of Miami, wasn't it? Thought it was Montana. I don't know. Either way. It was a billboard about, it might have been, it was a billboard about meth, and it said meth not even once. And I thought it said meth only once. So we used to joke, meth only once. Anyway. Um, 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 um. <sighs> so on January 12th, the jury finds that he's guilty, and they say he needs extra punishment, a.k.a. the death penalty. And it's Texas. They probably love it. Um, love you, Texas. Texas, the Texas court that he was in, agrees to the punishment and denies the rehearing he tried to get and schedules his execution for August 24th, 1994. On August 2nd, 1994, Elliot tries to file a request to change the verdict on his behalf and the court kind of like doesn't know what to do, so they appoint a federal habeas counsel to look into matters, which is like habeas corpus. Yeah, is it like is this just? On September twenty second, no, September second, nineteen ninety nine, the court denies the habeas relief he was looking for. Like, why did this take five years? I think they were like, oh, we can let it slide through the cracks for a while, but September second, nineteen ninety nine. Like a stay for like three years or whatever. What do you mean? You were supposed to die in 94, didn't you say? Yeah. But this is 1999. Yes, yeah, so we got to stay. Yeah. For like five years. Yeah. Um, 
They denied a habeas relief, and on September 21st, 2001, they, they, okay, sorry, back up. September 2nd, 1999, they say, no, you cannot have, there's no state habeas relief. I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not great at this stuff. And then September 21st, 2001, they deny federal habeas relief. So no, no everywhere. Um, sometimes I think that our podcast is like law and order, except it's just order and there's no law. Well, why do you need laws for? I just don't understand laws. I feel like we need a guest speaker. Who do you know that studies law? A lot of people. So aren't they on? Well, they don't want me to go. Actually, uh. My, uh, Natasha has a good friend that's a lawyer. He could come. Sit right here. Tell us. Tell us things. Um, Elliot said that he did not rape or murder Joyce. This is bullshit, man. Yeah. He said, this is stupid. I didn't do that. And, but he also said that he figured he would probably get convicted for the crime no matter what because he had a past and he was not well off. So he was unable to get the best lawyers available. In fact, after the after the whole court court ha- case happened, they like looked into this a little more, and it turns out that the two attorneys he could afford didn't know much about murder cases at all, and so they were pretty inexperienced. Public and, defenders. Yeah, I guess, but they had never really dealt with capital murder cases, so they were like a little bit less than trained in what he needed. So it's true. He didn't have great counsel. On October 25th, 2002, the court signed a second order of execution and said it's scheduled for February 4th, 2003. And um, a little bit after 6 p.m. on February 4th, 2003, Jackie Elliott was executed via lethal injection. Um, then the, uh, there was some kind of like frustration and stuff. he came back from the dead no he died but i mentioned that he was a military child military brat <laughs> he was born to american parents on a u.s base in uh great britain so he had dual citizenship and all this happened in the u.s um new case like what yeah so there were a lot of british media and people that were really opposed to it and he tried to get with them to like help him with his case. It didn't really work out. They thought it was really unfair that he was being executed in the U.S. And he wasn't getting any trial in Great Britain or anything like that. And Well, I mean, the crime didn't happen in Great Britain. So I know. But they were like, hey, he's ours too. Like, what the heck, man? I don't understand why, like, this isn't the first case that we've talked about where the, like, dual citizen or another country is like, hey... And they, like, jump to his aid, and you're like, wait, why are you defending this guy? He probably raped and murdered someone. Probably. I say probably because there's also still a lot of people who believe he is innocent. And this is why. At one point, Ramirez said all of the sex that happened with Elliot throughout the night was consensual, and that the only person who had unconsent, non-consensual sex with her was Elizondo. Um, and therefore, people think that Elizondo was the one who committed the murder, especially because he was part of a, quote, chain gang that were also wore motorcycle chains as belts. Maybe they were part of the same gang. And I mean, how many people do you know wear motorcycle chains as belts? Never heard of it before. Yeah, I don't know anybody who wears a chain as a belt period let alone a motorcycle one i didn't know motorcycles had chains but he was part of a chain gang that did that um also some people say that there are inconsistencies in the case with like testimonies and things like that and that there were some testimonies that they swear were based on lies um some of the forensic analysts that came into the case weren't very well accredited so they could have bs their way through that 
But the judge that presided over the case said there was no doubt in his mind that Elliot received the right treatment and that the trial was completely fair based on everything that had happened. And he feels very comfortable with it and everything like that. And I don't know. I think it's probably fine. I've done some of them where they're like, but it could be wrong. And I felt like, eh, maybe. I feel, I don't know. This one doesn't, eh. Doesn't sit with you based on the one guy saying one thing? Hanson, who ran to the police and then ran back. Ran partway to the police. And he's got a name Hanson. That's a believable name. Chris Hanson. No, I was thinking like Umbop. It was Chris Hanson. To catch a predator. I'm thinking like Mbop. Oh, I trust Chris Hansen more than them. No. Chris Hansen catches pedophiles. Okay. Then I trust him too. Did I catch a murder? You said to catch a predator. Okay. Yeah. Um, his final meal was a hot cup of tea and six chocolate chip cookies. You dip them? Huh? Did he dip them? They didn't say how he ate them. Apparently that's pretty divisive in the UK. Dipping cookies? They don't D- even cook dipping cookies. biscuits. Biscuits? Digestives and uh Ow. Other stuff. Sorry, I poked my face and it hurt. What do you mean? Some people do and some people don't? Yeah, it's also like when to put in milk in, inside of oh, c- cups of tea. You put it in first. Some people say you put it in No, after. you put it in first. I spent a month with my British family. Well, they could be one of the people that do it that way i oh my god had the best cup of tea i was at my british sister's grandfather's house i use this word sister loosely no very seriously but not biologically by choice anyway her granddad's house we just call him granddad uh he had this like milk that like didn't really need to be refrigerated it came in and they stole a milkman it was in a glass. Mm, still the milkman. And it was like thick and creamy and delicious. And then he put black tea in it. And then he gave us these biscuits that had like this little cream in between two biscuits. It was so good. You dip them? Yeah. But the tea. That milk was like, what? And they didn't keep their eggs in the fridge. You don't have to. Well, you do for the ones from a grocery store. Yeah, but like farm eggs, you can keep them out. Once they go into the fridge, they have to stay in the fridge. Well, they don't refrigerate their eggs ever over there. That's what I mean. If they're like coming everybody had them out. From the farm, they're going to stay out. In the milk. Full fat. I don't know. It was so good. Delivered I was like, like wait, that's daily. not in the refrigerator. It's like, it doesn't need to be. And I was like, are you sure? And he was probably like this American. And then I was like, what, granddad? He's like, you've never had a real cup of tea. And I was like, well, now I have. But I always put milk in first with my tea now. And I only put milk with black tea. It's the only time I drink milk with my tea. Because I had a month of that every day. At like 2 or 3 in the afternoon? Like whenever. Morning. Tea time. Yeah. Anyway, Jackie... Elliot. Jackie Brown. Elliot. A man with two first names. Can't trust anybody with two first names. Like NASCAR drivers, can't trust them. I have two first names. You can't trust them. That's a good one. Thank you. I have a referendum. What does that mean? Is that what it's called? I don't know. What do you... Like when you fix something? Addendum? No, it's not adding something. It's fixing something. Well, it's not a referendum. What's that mean? Are you sure? 96%. Oh, wow. Well, it's definitely not an addendum. That's just an addition, right? Yeah. Like the UK had a referendum on whether to stay in the European Union or not. Oh, that's a vote. (laughs) Alteration, but... That's not the word I'm looking for. What's addendum mean? I thought that was just addendum. An item of additional material. Anyways, I don't have a referendum. We're not voting on anything right now. Um, 
I have a fixation. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> I have additional information that could change what I said earlier in the podcast. I got up just now to go get some more cider, and it's called Pioneer Pippin. That's the name of the cider. The Pioneer Apples or something? I don't know. You mean like the first ones? Isn't that what the, they're called? Like the first trees in a grove or like the pioneers? I don't know. Maybe I could I be thought it was like full of shit. Type of apple. I don't know. But it's not Chris Pippin. It didn't sound right to me. Now I will let you know it's Pioneer Pippin. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Continue where you haven't started. Well, given the season, I was thinking that you were going to do something related. To Halloween? Yeah. Shoot. Missed that opportunity till next year. <sighs> so here we go. Betty this is going to be better than mine. And Peter Fabiano. They said they were sitting at home. They're getting ready for bed. Did they feed trick-or-treaters? Mm-hmm. They had some kids come by the house. Do you know this or are you making it up? No, I'm pretty certain they... Pretty certain? Pretty certain based on later facts that will emerge in like six bullet points. Six bullet points. Count them. One bullet point. One bullet point? <laughs> That's a little different than six. They had a long night of like answering their door. Yep, that is the next bullet. Unlike us. <sighs> Around 11 o'clock at night, the doorbell rang. And it's a child with an axe. And this is 11 o'clock in Halloween 1957. No child comes at 11 o'clock. No. Which, you know, it's pretty late, obviously, Look, for peanut child. You, you can't get out, cat. You're locked inside. Um, and so when the doorbell rang, Peter went downstairs and he's like, isn't it a little bit late for this sort of thing? The person that answered was wearing a disguise, gloves, hat, and like the face paint. the purge? No. And I mean, obviously something that would blend in with Halloween. Nobody's going to look another way if you're wearing like a mask or like oh face God, paint. Oh my God, so true. Is um, she trying to get out? I think so. She can do it. There's enough space for her paw. Um, Betty, Peter's wife, would later say that it sounded like someone like playing at a deep male voice, and then that was playing follow- at a male voice, like pre- like pretending or trying to like emulate having a deep male voice like this. Yeah. Oh wow. And that was followed by a loud pop. You can't get out, cat. No, she did it. Yeah. Betty came running down the stairs to find Peter lying on the floor with a hole in his chest. Um, Betty's daughter, Judy, called the police. However, Peter would die en route to the hospital due to his wound, which was a 38 round lodge just below his heart. What's 38? 38 caliber. Yeah, but like... A revolver. Oh. Is it always a revolver? Just in my knowledge slash experience, yes. Have you ever held a revolver? No. So you don't have much experience with a revolver is what I'm hearing. Video juegos. Huh? Video <laughs> games. Oh my god. <laughs> Even though his sound like I just said video juice. Did I just say video juice? Juego. Video juegos? Yeah. What's juice? Hugo? Hmm. Hugo de Naranja. Juego. Jugar is to play. Mm-hmm. See. Unless it's guitar, then it's tokar because you're touching it. Mm-hmm. Does that also apply to like violins? And other yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I was just giving an example. I wasn't saying it only applies to guitar. Pianos, drums, violins, violas, cellos, basses, the timpani, cymbals. Sitar. Sitar, mandolin, the harmonica, the finger symbols also apply to symbols, um, the xylophone. And you've reached the debating the semantics of the Spanish language because you do touch a video game controller, so. Yeah, but. Semantics. <laughs> but you're like touch. Anyway, Peter had served with the Marines during World War II. Uh, he met Betty, who was a divorcee with two teenage children. Wasn't that what they like called women in World War II times? Divorcees? No, Betty's. Oh, 
you know the term like that betty no yeah okay it's a thing sure have you heard about betty no betty spaghetti (laughs) doesn't even work what doesn't it work like if i say who no is it it just work better that way no betty spaghetti works at all occasions betty spaghetti is a woman for every moment i don't care if you say who what she's basically a what actually i'm done so you met betty after he got out of the marines <laughs> betty spaghetti um in the late 40s the couple married in 1950 and they lived in kingston new york for a little bit where peter was a truck driver and then they moved to california in 1956 okay um there peter had a brief relationship with the law when he was charged for book- he had a relationship yeah. with the law where he was charged for bookmaking what which is being a bookie oh is that like like someone who takes down Bets. horse races yeah. and stuff um which was a misdemeanor in 1948 when was the um pro when was prohibition Because I know bookies were common in speakeasies. 30s. 20s to 30s. Oh. Sure. (laughs) Quote me. (laughs) Okay. All right. You have that much knowledge about the the prohibition as you do with revolvers. Yep. Following um, their move to California, Peter opened a beauty salon. And then he opened a few more uh, shops after that. And they did quite well, apparently. Oh, he just opened them. He didn't. He didn't work at the beauty salon. No, it wasn't like barbershop. Oh, he did. I just saw he owned just like a couple beauty shops or salons. Got I don't it. know if he managed them or. Pete's perms and petties. What he did there. Right. Is that what they were called? No, no idea what they were called. Probably Pete's perms and petties. Triple P. Yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm such a spaz i'm like relaxing now following the murder slash shooting betty was pretty inconsolable she was medicated for like up to a week some article said um after that like during that time she was like she couldn't say anything to the police she was just like she was drugged drugged and then i guess also like so distraught over her husband mm-hmm. being murdered that's sad um after about a week or so following the shooting, she was able to eventually help police. And when they're like, do you know of anyone that would have like wanted to do this to your son or to your son, to your husband? <laughs> she gave um, she gave a name. But up until that time, the police were just like, did this have something to do with his bookmaking charges? Yeah. Or um, had he fallen in with a bad crowd somehow again? Ultimately, that didn't lead anywhere. But like I said, when Betty came out of her shock, she gave the name of a, a woman that used to work at one of their salons named Joan Rabel. Okay, and you said that she was pretending, they were pretending to have a male voice. So this is... Well, that's what her takeaway was because she wasn't there. She was up in like the bedroom. Right. Um, Joan was a family friend to the who had worked at one of Peter's salons for a bit. Um, but police picked her up following like being directly implicated in a possible murder but she was relaxed she was released after um like they couldn't find any evidence on her she had a somewhat plausible alibi despite the fact that uh, later police found out that wasn't true but there was still, still like all right you're fine don't worry about it even though you lied to us what was her alibi she said she was at home all night and that was the oh, proof yeah, sure, for sure. the proof was that her car was in the driveway okay and then somebody's like, no, she borrowed my car. Ooh. But police were like, nah, you're yeah. fine. Yeah. They were probably like, a woman, really? Mm-hmm. Um, another week passed with little movement, and then police received an anonymous tip about the location of the murder weapon. <gasps> they went to a rentable locker at a department store nearby, and they found the thirty-eight revolver. At a department store? You, you can, can rent lockers at department stores? Apparently. It's like a water park. 
You just <laughs> you get a key and you just <laughs> unlock it and you. <laughs> Bonton Home Goods and Storage. <laughs> I don't know what their thought process there was. Is like you're gonna spend all day at this mall. Leave your coat here. Yeah, I don't know. Oh well, I could see it. I always leave my coat in my car strategically. Nobody wants to carry a coat when they shop. Yeah, but if it, I mean, I was going to say if it's October, but it's October in California, so how bad can it be? Not that bad. Yeah. Uh, ballistics came back and they found out that the gun matched the, the gun, I guess, pat, boring patterns on the round and the gun matched. Okay, I have a dumb question. It's not that dumb, actually. How do you know that this particular revolver... Is every revolver different? I believe so, yes. The boring pattern. Very slightly? Yeah. Like keys? Something like that, yeah. Okay. So you could have, let's say, or not necessarily a revolver. Let's say you have handgun Glock A and mm-hmm. handgun Glock B. Both the same model, same maker. Inside is very slightly different. I believe so, yes. I think any gun with like rifling would do that like i'm not sure that a shotgun you'd be able to shell you just it just like well i guess like a slug would but like buckshot or something like that because they're just balls coming out i don't think they would have any so as the the bullets are all the same as the bullet goes through the gun it takes on the pattern of the inside of the barrel and and that's like got its own fingerprint it's my understanding of it wow the more you know it's not like Batman where like somehow you can get a fingerprint off of that. What? There's a whole scene in The Dark Knight where like there's a bullet in a wall and he like takes the pieces out and you can he like there's a fingerprint on this of the person that loaded it into the gun. <laughs> Wouldn't that just be blown to smithereens? Yeah, it was like a little fragment and it's like, oh, there's fingerprints <sighs> on this. Which one was that? The Joker one. No, but Dark Knight. Which, which Batman? Christian Bale. Mm. Who's the best Batman? Are you going to make friends or enemies with your answer? Christian Bale. Um, but Batman v Superman, Ben Affleck. Thumbs up. Yeah, a lot of people hate that movie. But the Batman scene where he's in the warehouse is pretty good. Um, so ballistics came back, they found it was a match, and they also found out that gun was registered to a lab assistant at the Los Angeles Children's Hospital. Wait, did you have your tattoo the last time we recorded? No. Alex got a tattoo! Yep, it's of, uh, Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Yep. Nude with, a the little, uh, like, poodle dog covering his crotch. Yeah, and a handbag with a picture of Jigsaw's face on it. Uh-huh. The puppet. Yeah. Yeah. Billy. Yeah, it's really cute. Yeah. Full color. Right on my ass. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. The gun came back registered to a... I never looked up how to say this. Goldine. Goldine. Pizer. G-O-L-D-Y-N-E. Mm. Goldine. Like the, like the Sea King's first uh, evolution. Yeah, I've. I don't know. I'm gonna go with Goldine. Yeah, with the Y, you would think. Um. So the police brought Goldin Goldine in, and she admitted to everything. She told police that she had been talked into killing Peter by Joan Rabel. <gasps> According to, I'm just gonna say Pizer just now. This it's all my notes say, so I'm gonna go with Pizer. Goldine. Um, according to Pizer, Joan had told her that Peter was a narcotics dealer who abused his wife. Oh, dear. And ruined all people's lives that he came in contact with. Oh, my goodness. And that's, like, all they talked about for, like, months. Wow. So they were like, this guy needs to go. That's their stitching bitch. It's yep. all about him. Mm-hmm. So Joan had given Pizer the money to go buy a gun, and then the pair went out to scope out Peter and um, Betty's house so that when the time came, they'd be like, that's who we're gunning for. Literally. Literally. <laughs> this is Peter. We won't mess up. We know who we're looking for. Um, what is the second woman, Goldine's association? Nothing? Just knowing Joan and loving Joan? Am I getting ahead of myself? 
actually loving Joan. <gasps> oh. Intrigue. Joan had begun working for Peter not soon after the shop opened. They became fast friends, but it began to take a toll on the relationship. Betty moved in with Joan briefly for a time. What? To get away from Peter? Yeah. For because he was abusive. I never saw one way or the other. <laughs> I don't think she just pulled that out of her ass. But uh, You don't move away from your husband unless you have a reason. Mm-hmm. But an article that came out after the murder um, said that Joan and Betty had an abnormal relationship, which is as close as 1957's newspapers would come to saying they were gay. Okay, but, but Goldine, how is she involved? She's also a lover. There's a triangle. Of sorts, yeah. Okay. Um, Peter obviously was pissed off about his wife leaving to like go be with a woman. I guess he would feel emasculated by that. I don't know how he would feel by that. Um, they have, Peter and Betty eventually worked out a, like an agreement. A unicorn. No. Oh. I don't think so, at least. Hmm. Betty would come back as long as they cut off all contact with Joan so she was fired and then she couldn't like she's just gone gone Aww. from our lives oops Joan met, then met Goldine um, who at the time was also a divorcee secretary and then like they started conspiring and murdered Peter is that what they call it these days conspiring mm-hmm. <laughs> where did we go boo so the trial for the pair of Joan and Goldine was set for December of 1957. And in the lead up, three psychiatrists were assigned to their case. In one of those sessions, Goldine told uh, one of the psychologists that I had no motive personally whatsoever. Um, any motive that I had was to please Joan. I was easily influenced. I've always been um, impressionable and, and easily trusting. And that led a psychologist to say that um, Heiser was just doing what she could to save her friend or help her friend out. Yep. Both women would plead innocent or not guilty to the charge of uh, first-degree murder. Um, Goldine was pleading innocent by means of insanity. Because I guess, I don't know, there was some kind of psychological term there for like... You know what's interesting is... Goldine <laughs> is doing this because she loves Joan. Mm -hmm. And Joan wants Goldine to do this because Joan loves Betty. But nobody loves Goldine. Not really. I mean... Joan, no, Joan's using her. But, I mean, they were together for... Yeah, but, but she the whole time she loved Betty. Most likely, yes. And I think this is like a good buy-earl situation. I think this is this is very complex mm -hmm. because probably he sucked. Most likely, I mean, he's seen some shit during war. Yeah. Well, and yeah. And then he's like, and she left the house. Yeah, he comes back and he's like, I'm a war hero, or whatever, and he's like. Be it all demanding. I mean, we don't know any any of his side of the story. And from what I saw, his um, Joe never really said one way or the other whether he was abusive or not. Hmm. It's very complicated. During the trial, Joan smiled at as like all the events were recounted to her, uh, while Goldine was like crying about everything that was happening. Yeah, because she didn't actually pull the trigger, Joan. No, oh, Joan didn't. Yeah. Yeah, so she can smile all she mm -hmm. wants. She got what she wanted. Yeah, so Joan had waited in the car while Goldine went up to the door and shot Peter. And then once she got back to the car, they kissed. And then they're like, it's probably best that we just don't ever talk ever again. We just <gasps> we just separate. Oh, my God. See, this is what I'm saying is Joan is a m manipulative lady. Yeah, but also you don't want to be like, well, these two clearly know each other because then like police are able Still, to draw connections. That's the point, whenever. though, is that Joan didn't care what happened after Yep. It was all by doing Betty right. But it was then at this point that Joan realized she still had the murder weapon on her, so she left it in a locker. At Bonton. The murder weapon was associated with Goldine because Joan had given her money to go buy a gun, oh, so it's in her name. So sad. 
Poor Goldine. I mean, just go to a black market stealer. Goldine is in love. Just find a guy that's Dumb. selling guns out of the back of his car. It's not registered to or you. Or a gun show. Serial number scraped off. Gun shows are a, a crock. So they were both brought to trial on first-degree murder, but they were able to reduce it to second-degree murder. Um, so following that plea deal, they were sentenced to five to life. It's a very wide range. Yeah. From what I saw, I never saw how long either of them served, but Goldine was released, I'm going to say, about five years on the early end of her sentence. She would eventually become an officer in the Professional Women's Club. Which is just like what? professional women's club, just like kind of like women and doing business, <laughs> business ladies, business ladies of the world, you die. Mm. The Miracle Mile chapter of the professional women's club. <laughs> I don't freaking know what you're saying. In 1998, she died at the age of 83. This is Goldine. Yeah. Um, Joan followed her shortly after she led. A largely unremarkable life after yeah, the murders sure and died in 1999 at 81. Um, obviously, there was some speculation between what sort of connection Betty and Joan had. Papers back then were never going to say they were homosexual because. What they say about Goldine and Joan? They just had like a abnormal relationship. And then what about Betty and Joan? Abnormal. They're just like. Oh, they said abnormal for both. They're just weird ladies doing some weird thing. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, but they're doing weird things. They were not going to touch heterosexual or homosexuality with like a 10 foot pole. Would you touch homosexuality? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, I didn't write in here, but Joan then died also in 1999. I think she was 82, 83. I didn't write it down. But. Overall, these the murder would be called the trick or treat murders or the trick or treat murder. Hmm. Yeah, it's the story of the murder of Peter Fabiano. So complicated. The relationship web is very overlapping and yeah. convoluted. I got a whole story in my mind of how it all went. I'm thinking like. Uh, she started working. What are those women that do things together? Girlfriends. No. The movie. It's not like Bonnie and Clyde, but it's not. Thelma and Louise. Mm -hmm. Well, I imagine this. She started Girlfriends. She started working. Gold, um, Joan started working for Peter. And met Betty through him and fell in love. And they both fell in love. And they were kind of into each other. And then Betty was like, and my husband's really mean to me. And then, so after one night of fights, she left, and then they... And then he was like, come back or else, and she probably went back because she was scared, and then she was like, I can't see you, and then Joan found Goldine, and Goldine was infatuated and would do anything that Joan said, and Joan was still in love with Betty, and Betty was probably still in love with Joan, and Betty was like, I mean, Joan was like, uh, Goldine, you gotta go kill this dude, because he's awful, and, you know, he was never good to me at the place mm -hmm. I worked at and he fired me and all that and then Goldie is so in love and yeah it's like a movie maybe it is I, I couldn't find a Wikipedia page on it so I couldn't find in popular culture references interesting so that was so good and lacked nasty sexual elements thank you the prince will be happy yeah, well, they had to get through mine first, which, like, had rape in the fourth bullet. Gang rape, nonetheless. Listeners, hope you enjoyed your Halloween and this story on your Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Or Monday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. Whenever you can listen to us during the week. Unfortunately... We live homebody lives where we cannot overhear things. So. We don't have an STFU. The most I can recall is we went out to... Last weekend we went out to a... Uh, a farm cider. Still. Brewery. Cidery. That's the word. We'd never been there before. 
it's in this little like attic of like a a country farm gift shop mm-hmm. type of thing. You know where I'm going with this? No. So we went there just because you're gluten free. Yep. Can't drink beer or anything sure with gluten in it. Yep. That's that's the definition. And we're we're we order a flight for the both of us. Unbeknownst to us, we got everything they could offer. It was garbage. It was garbage. By and by, yes. It was trash. But I went up to just go check out um, something in the bar because there was another brewery nearby. At least it, according to <laughs> I mean, the sticker Google that was on the bar. Google took us nowhere near the cidery. So. But a guy walks up to the bar and he's asking about the ciders and stuff that they have available. The bartender is like, oh, yeah, these girls at the end of the bar like really love it. So he asked them, he's like, do you like it? And they're like, yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's like interesting how, like interesting like grandpa's like ball sack or like interesting like. Oh, God. Or interesting like what? And they're like, no, I wouldn't say it's like that. It's just like, it's like it's different. And like he asked me and like, I mean, it's not my cup of tea either. Kind of it's like musty and all this, this stuff. Grandpa's ball sack. Grandpa's ball sack. Interesting like grandpa's ball sack. Have you ever seen your grandparents naked on accident? No. Have you? Yep. <laughs> sure have. Full on? Uh, <laughs> Front facing? Front facing camera? Rear facing camera? Well, it started rear facing camera and then it turned around. I'm not going to say what grandparent I saw. What gender? But my sister saw the same one but on the other side of the family classic listeners you can imagine then you run away real fast luckily neither of our grandparents noticed that we saw them that's you never no okay i don't care how bad the cider is don't describe it like that it's nasty well as the afternoon progressed it seems like that guy was pretty familiar with the bartender like she she came over and was talking to them at the table and right so maybe that's just his him and they their were relationship. Garbage. Not gonna lie. Ten out of ten wouldn't go back. And with that, listener. Um with Grandpa's ball sack, we end this episode. With that musty taste in your mouth. <laughs> God sorry. Oh, sorry. If you enjoyed our stories, tell a friend. Whoa, whoa, we whoa, whoa, we also bop, bop, I'm not done. Okay. Also follow us on social medias. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Sad Tales Podcast. We also have a Patreon. Yeah, we have... We could have some more patrons. We would love it. And we would give you presents and love and adoration. And you would have another episode from us. So if you go to www.patreon.com slash Sad Tales Podcast, you might find us there. You will find us there. And you can sign up. For different levels. For Leave different perks. A review on iTunes. Hell yeah. A good one, hopefully. And oh, if you have an STFU. Send it. And you don't want to hear about ball sacks. Or if it's about ball sacks, sadtailspodcast at gmail.com. Shoot us an email with your STFU and it could be on air. It will probably be on air. Yeah, shoot us. No. And with that Alexander, we suggest, if you like this, tell a friend. Or a foe. Or anybody you know.